today I'm coming to you from my car. I know, you'd think that after a year of podcasting and a good microphone and a pretty good schedule and thing worked out, that I wouldn't fly by the seat of my pants and record an episode from my car, but busy boy mom life means sometimes I have to drive my son to a baseball game, and while he's warming up, I'm hiding in my car from people because, you know, introvert problems, and more importantly, I've had something on my heart in the recent past that I just, I really want to talk to you guys about today. It's not exactly a fun topic, but I bet it's one that resonates with you. And it has to do with anger. Ouch. Yeah, we get pretty angry sometimes. And if you don't, either you actually do and you just don't call it anger, or you hide it so well that nobody really knows it and you've never really admitted it. But girls, today we're gonna. We're gonna recognize the real, we're gonna be honest with ourselves and other people, and we're gonna work on it. So I want you to go grab a cup of coffee, find a comfy spot, and get ready, because here we go. This isn't a game of ding dong ditch, and don't worry, I'm not a solar panel salesman. I'm just here to see you, friend. Whether you have spit up stains and cluttered counters, or you're still in your heels from work and just getting dinner started, take a minute and come sit with me. Welcome to the JAR podcast with your host, Lydia, certified teacher, homeschool boy mom, oh Lord help me, and marriage ministry leader, bringing you tough lessons from my own journey to soul health and wholeness. Together each week, we'll discuss our struggles, pain, and shame. We'll combat labels and lies with biblical truth, and we'll work through our mess and come out stronger, more confident, and rooted in our identity in Christ. So move your pile of laundry over. Better yet, let me help you fold it while we talk. Thanks for letting me in. Now let's get real. One day, I found myself sitting on a couch in a counselor's office, and the counselor looked at me, and I don't know if it's the way that she said it, or the fact that I was in denial, or a combination of the two, but she said, you're angry. I didn't feel angry at the time, but when she said that, I felt angry. (laughs) No one likes to hear that they are angry. And maybe you're sitting here today thinking, oh, I don't need to listen to this episode, it's about anger, I'm not an angry person. But I would challenge you to keep listening because whether or not you think you are, anger is an emotion and we all feel all the emotions at some point and emotions in and of themselves are not bad. Feeling sad, feeling happy, feeling angry, all of those are not bad feelings. It's what we do with them. It's how we use them. And today I want to challenge you to first listen through this and second to use anger as a tool and look at it in a different way that maybe you've never looked at it before. This is not something that I found easy. It didn't come easy to me. This has come with a lot of self-awareness, which I know is kind of a new agey term, but using Holy Spirit's guidance to become aware of when I'm feeling angry and how I feel angry. Because I think a lot of us will identify anger visually by looking at a person and we can typically tell if they're angry or not, or at least we think so. When I say 
that kid looks angry. What do you picture in your mind? You probably picture a kid balling up his fists, clenching his teeth, and getting red in the face, or throwing something, or if it's a little toddler. How do you know that a little toddler's angry? <laughs> They're probably rolling on the floor, hitting something, and screaming, right? When I say, oh, that man looks really angry, you probably picture a big burly man who's yelling at someone. And, you know, as I sit here at the ballpark, I can think of a couple times when dads, who should be setting an example, got ejected from a game as a bystander because they were angry and yelling and not controlling their temper. If I say that woman looks really angry, she's probably screaming or she's got some kind of mean look on her face. So you can often tell that people feel angry in their demeanor, in their facial expressions, in their body language, and how they're treating somebody else. But anger is not always that easy to identify. That's one way of expressing anger, but there's other ways. One time there was a visual shown in a lesson that was being taught during the marriage class that um, my husband and I now help lead. It was of a volcano and it was in the pit of the volcano inside are all the emotions, anger, grief, sadness, happiness, joy, all of that. But anger is the one that gets hot and festers and comes out in multiple ways. Like when you think of a volcano, you think of it exploding, right? And all the lava and the magma and the ash coming out of the top. That's probably equivalent to us opening our mouths and just spewing all the anger that's been deep down inside. But there's also those little uh, vents where there's a little smoke coming out here. There's something bubbling up on over here. And, you know, there's scientists that can determine when an active volcano is about to explode because of all of these signs. And when those signs are noted and paid attention to, they're able to notify anyone in its path and create a, an evacuation notice and save people's lives. Well, it's the same thing when we learn to pay attention to the signs of our own anger. We can save other people from pain that we're about to cause if we lose it. And there are signs to look for before it gets to the point of a huge explosion. And you know, oftentimes what that anger actually means is that there's something else going on deeper down. Something else is happening further down inside of you than you're either recognizing or showing. Turning to anger and acting in anger and even feeling angry is just a message. When you feel sad, what is that message sending you? Maybe it's loneliness or maybe it's a loss of some sort that you've just experienced. And because you love that person so much, you, so much, you feel sad. Again, not a bad thing, but what you do in that feeling and how it ends up leading your actions can determine whether or not you hurt people in the way or if you deal with it in a healthy way. And as we all know, I'm sure, you're not sitting there going, oh, I don't think you can be angry and, and explode on someone and it doesn't hurt their feelings. I know anger hurts people. I'm aware of that. And I, I'm, I know you do. 
And you can probably recall right now a time when you, you lost it on someone, whether it was your kid or your husband or a friend or someone driving, right? When you get angry, you say things, you yell things, you do things. And for me, I would, I would have said that I wasn't an angry person in general, growing up, not angry. But I don't think, well, I know that I didn't recognize the little signs of anger early enough and I became an angry person. And I only say that because it's, it's a term that resonates with people, but I think what I mean more by that is I did not take control of my thoughts and feelings around anger and use it as a tool to dig deep into why I'm feeling that way until it all came out in a very rebellious spirit and a very outward expression that hurt people. And only then did I realize, oh, I am angry. The point of this message is to help you identify some ways of dealing with anger when it comes your way. How do you deal with anger in a godly way? Just like how do you deal with loneliness in a godly way? How do you deal with sadness in a way that honors God? Every single emotion and feeling that we have should be brought and filtered through Holy Spirit and what he would want to show us about why we're feeling that way so that it can help us grow in our walk with him and our identity in him and how we end up treating other people. And so typically how you express anger or some signs of anger issues are, like I mentioned earlier, you get aggressive. And maybe not physically, or maybe you do. Sometimes it's emotionally aggressive and um, even verbally aggressive. You put people down, you shame them, and you yell at them. Maybe you've hit someone or something. Whatever that expressive way is, it's aggressive. And it's meant to get even with someone. But then there's the opposite. There's the passive aggressive person who they don't look angry, but they're sure giving you the silent treatment and they're harboring something against you, right? Maybe they're shutting you out, ostracizing you. And so no, they're not blowing up and shouting at you, but they're shutting you out. Or maybe um, when you feel angry, you, you just kind of sit in it for days on end and you end up holding it against someone, the one who wronged you, so to speak, and you, you dwell on it. That unhealthy way of managing your anger really just continues to, to grow and fester and turns into bitterness and a hardened heart, which I have an episode on there too. I think it's episode three. And another sign that you really struggle with anger is that it's, it, it happens all the time. Everything makes you mad or everything that anyone says or that any one person says makes you angry. And this is a sign that the, the deeper issue is really starting to come to the surface. It's needing to be dealt with and figured out. And if at the drop of a hat or one tiny little thing is the straw that breaks the camel's back, so to speak, then you really know, oh man, there's, there's something bigger going on here because if that made me mad and it's so small, then take a look inward and backward 
to see what has been making you angry for longer than just this little incident. And then I would say the last thing that is sort of an indication that you struggle with anger is that you blame everybody else. Nothing is wrong with you. Everything is everybody else's problem, everybody else's um, fault, and not your own. And if you just repeatedly tell them to stop doing a certain behavior, or you wouldn't be that way, like if, if only he would just this, then I, I wouldn't react this way. Well, then, you know, it's kind of like looking at a person who is in drama with every single person in their life and realizing they might play a part in that. <laughs> there might be something there, whether it's a lack of boundaries or how they handle someone else's drama, whatever it is. If you face anger and angry feelings on a regular basis and it's increasing and it's often and you don't take any of it yourself, you don't look at your the log in your own eye like we talk about a lot, then the issue may be that you struggle with anger and how to handle it and how to deal with it in a godly way. So there's three ways that this thing I was reading on anger, um, I looked it up because I remember reading it a while ago and I found it. It's called Anger Management, How to Deal with Anger God's Way by Dr. Kevin Ball. It's good. There's, so there's three ways. You, and I'll talk about each one. So if you have a, a pencil or a pen or something to write this down, you can write these three things down and then I'll talk about each one. One is to restrain it. Two is to reevaluate it. And three is to release it. So the, th the three R's of dealing with anger in a godly way. And each one has a scripture to go with it. And there's other scriptures as well that we can reference. But in the first one, one way to deal with anger in a way that honors God, that pleases him, is according to Proverbs 29, 11, that says, fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. You know, <laughs> I just want to pause right there and just say, I dealt with a lot of anger in trying to be wise and quietly hold it back, but to my own detriment, being wise about quietly holding your anger back does not mean bury it, stuff it, don't deal with it. But I, I, that's what I did. I have a tendency, if I'm not careful, to bottle it all up and shove it down, don't express it at all. But there's a healthy way within limits to restrain your anger, to not give full vent. You're not letting every single thought that's in your mind and every single thing that you feel come pouring out of your mouth onto somebody else, you're wisely holding it back. So what do you think that means? I mean, I think of, I think of Jesus for the most part. And he, you know, as a sinless person, even when he did express anger, it was righteous anger. And he was very wise about when he chose to show that and express it that way. We as sinful humans probably usually don't express a righteous anger. We're probably angry for uh, selfish reasons, <laughs> reasons that are based out of hurt and pain. But when I think of Jesus restraining his anger, I think about him choosing to be quiet and not provoked to wrath, not provoked to respond in an angry way when someone accused him of something, even if it was true. 
Now, for the most part, I would say that restraining our anger now for us looks like choosing to be quiet when we would rather have a comeback, when we would rather put that person down. How many of you have ever walked away or started to fall asleep after having a a conflict with someone and been like, oh man, I totally should have said that, but it always takes you like, you know, a few hours to come up with a good comeback. I am saying that restraining your anger isn't just wishing you could say something, but you, you just don't know what to say, so you walk away, but it's making the conscious choice to, I'm not going to engage in this. I don't feel like I'm going to handle this in a healthy way if I engage in this right now. You walk away to go pray about it, to get wise counsel on how to process this. You pray about it. You go to the Lord and say, God, what do I do with this? This person just totally made me mad. I really wish I could just whatever. You fill in the blank. But when you feel like giving full vent to your anger, just remember that it's the wise that quietly hold it back. Honoring God with your decision on how you move forward with that feeling. And we'll get to it in a little bit, but what to do with that feeling is coming up. Number two, how do you deal with anger in a God-honoring way? You can reevaluate it. James 1.19 verse 20 says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires, which we talked about a little bit earlier. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. I think those are in an order for a reason. (laughs) I think the being quick to listen is something that's so vital to restraining ourselves from giving full vent. Being slow to speak means we don't just pop off any given second. Just because we have words to say doesn't mean we should say them and become slow, no, slow to become angry. God deals with anger in a slow way. The, The Bible says that he is slow to anger and abounding in love. There's some things that you just need to let roll off your shoulders and not act on, not internalize it, not let it get to you, not keep thinking about it later. You know, when you spend time thinking, okay, well, did that person say that because they're angry with me or they think this about me or someone acts a certain way towards you and you let it just spin around and around in your mind and you often find that there's no need to get angry at that person. They really didn't mean to hurt you or intend it. They were acting out of their their own hurt, maybe, or just ignorance. And it's not a reflection on you or what even what they think about you. But a lot of times we take on more than is actually there. And that's why later on, I'll, I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about why anger is an indication, a light on the dashboard of something else that's going on. So the third way to deal with anger in a godly way is to release it. This one takes a lot of maturity, let me just tell you right here, because releasing your anger, that is not easy. But Colossians 3, 8 says, but now you must, must is a pretty strong verb, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. 
are you trying to hide right now? <laughs> are you like, she's not talking about me? Uh, yes, I am, Linda. I bet you I am. Because I do too. I get angry. I rage. I have filthy language on my lips. It happens. And when you deal with anger God's way, you feel it. Remember, it's okay to feel it. And then you vent it in a, in a safe way. Maybe to your counselor or to a trusted mentor, not just anyone. You don't want to just go tell your neighbor down the street how angry you are about something. That's not a safe place. You're going to know your safe people. And maybe that's an episode for another day. But how the, the people that you know you can trust and who are not just going to encourage that anger, be like, I know, girl, let me tell you, you deserve better or whatever. They're not just going to tell you what you want to hear. They're going to tell you the truth in love and they're going to challenge you to evaluate what's really going on. And so when you feel angry, there is, like I said earlier, an indication, a light on the dashboard that lets you know that there's something deeper down and it's going to take time to maybe evaluate why that's happening. You might have to spend some time praying about and asking God to reveal what is happening deep down in your heart. There's a verse in Psalms that says, search me and know my heart and know my anxious thoughts. The Holy Spirit, when you come to him and you are truly seeking, there's a verse in Matthew that says, seek and you will find and knock and the door will be open to you. When you seek God and you're asking him to reveal to you why you feel so angry. And of course, since this podcast has to do with marriages and husbands and wives, I'm going to challenge you to think about a time when you have felt angry with your husband. And maybe that's recently, maybe it's a long time ago, maybe you're divorced and you can recall a time when you felt angry at your ex-husband or maybe you're separated and you know right now why you're angry and that's probably part of the reason why you're separated. I want to challenge you to take that anger before the Lord and I want to challenge you to open your Bible Look in the concordance in the back and look up verses on the word anger and study them. What is God revealing to you about anger itself, about how to deal with it, about how he approaches it and what he wants you to do with it? Proverbs 15 one says that a harsh word stirs up anger, but that a gentle answer turns away wrath. We tend to perpetuate the problem when we respond in anger we make it worse. We stir that pot. And, you know, I would love to hear what verses have stuck out to you. I would love to hear even more real things and more raw things. Like, y'all, I didn't think I was an angry person, but I read this verse and oh my goodness, God has shown me how when I feel angry, this is how I respond. And I'm going to have a poll in my Facebook community about this very topic. And we're going to vote on how we express anger. And so if you're not a part of that community, I know it doesn't sound like a lot of fun right now, but trust me, we have some good conversations. Come join us over at Christian Wife and Marriage Community on Facebook. You can go to bit.ly slash Christian Wife and Marriage or bit.ly forward slash Christian Wife and Marriage or click on it in the show notes and come join us over there. I would love to hear your thoughts on this what you find helpful when you feel angry, and any other feedback you have on good strategies for handling your anger well. 
And I'll end with this. It seems so elementary. And I was just telling a friend about this the other day. And we were talking about how we deal with anger toward our husbands and what is one simple, tiny baby step that we can do. And I told her, stop, breathe, count to three. And I said, well, technically, the number can be what you want it. Sometimes we need to count to 30 or 100. And the number can change depending on how angry we feel and how frequently we get angry. So it seems so simple. But if you stop, you take a breath, and you just, in your mind, or whisper it, whatever you need to do, and just count. One, two, three, four, five. And you just take as many deep breaths as you need. That is one tiny, tiny baby step. And there's so many more levels to that where we, as we're counting, we quote a verse we've memorized. Or as we count, we recall um, a, a bigger passage of scripture. We read it or we pray in our minds. But when we're feeling super angry, sometimes all we can do is count. It's very easy to just start counting. And so we don't make it complicated right away. Baby step number one is stop, breathe, count to three. That will help you to restrain it, to not give full vent to your anger, to quietly hold it back, and to make a wise decision as you second reevaluate it and decide, is this worth it? Am I about to deal with this in a godly way or not? This is my chance. This is my chance to stop it right now. Or do you need to release it? You can make that decision as you're counting. Do I need to restrain it, reevaluate it, or release it? I hope that this helped you a little bit today. And remember to come join that Facebook group. I'll see you all in there. Loads of love, Lydia. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. I'll see you next Saturday, same time, same place.